existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Brothers, sisters, we don't need this fascist groove thing. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing... TV shows for the fall of June 2016. The fall of June? Yes. June will soon fall, and then everything else will be mine. June Cleaver? Good uh, roll an airplane. Yeah. Playing June Cleaver as uh, as she evolved over time, it was nice. It was like not really a full on uh, sequel to Leave It to Beaver, but it was like tucked in there. Um, there was a sequel to Leave It to Beaver. Oh, I know. Yeah. Was it called Still Leave It to Beaver? It was called They Still Call Me Beaver. I think he was a divorced father, which makes sense. He was a schlub. Yeah, he was a schlub. And then uh and then uh hunky Tony Dow was like uh balding. Dude. You got a ghost over there? Again? That was Tony Dow's ghost. Killed in Vietnam. I was not balding. Um Yeah, so we're doing the the preview, which I have not looked at any of these yet, so I don't know what they are, but uh I'm sure they'll be quite exciting. Yay. And the preview page we're looking up is, I think it's in alphabetical order. So yes, it looks like it, yeah. There's not going to be any like rhyme or reason of why one show comes before the other, aside from its title. Yes, it's tvguide.com, the, uh, the only place, really, to look this stuff up. So it looks like there is a new version of 24, first on the list, because yes. it's not a letter. But I, I guess it's Kiefer Sutherland's in it, but he's not the star. Yeah, because Corey Hawkins is the star, whoever the fuck that is. Uh, Miranda Otto, oh, and Jimmy Smits. The Smits is back on TV. Um, well, it says, former, do you mind if I read, former Army, former Army Ranger Eric Carter, the new Jack Bauer, turns to the CTU to stop, to try to stop a terrorist attack. Wait, is his character named Eric Carter or is it Jack Bauer? Well, his name's Eric Carter, the new Jack Bauer. That's his whole. That's his full name. That's gonna be kind of. I mean, he a had to... for Jimmy Smith. Eric Carter, the new Jack Bauer. Given your badge, you're done. His parents really kind of set him up by giving him that name. Yeah. Um, the series will adopt the same real time format. Blah blah blah. But will consist of only twelve episodes. Okay. Anyway, uh, after that, twenty four live another day, debacle. I'm gonna say. Well, they're not going to cancel it. It's only 12 episodes, um, and it's a mid-season. But also, the fact that Kiefer Sutherland, he was the star of the other show, and he's, he might be in it for like a cameo. It probably won't be as popular. It definitely won't be as popular. Um, and, well, you know, we'll watch the first episode of everything for this podcast, but I oh, can't. This is, a, this is a spring show. We probably won't have to watch it for the podcast. Yes. You're right. Yeah, mid Oh, I guess they consider mid-season like now. Yeah. Uh okay, good. Then then fuck it. I say I say the nay. Um 
you might w- watch it because you like 24, but I've never seen an entire episode of 24, so I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to start on a show that's after the popular show. I know. Well, who knows? Like, if you'll even be able to follow this, like maybe it, it's you know with the new cast and stuff, it'll be kind of like a reboot, and they'll. But yeah, I I don't know. Well, uh, then again, I did start watching Mash with after Mash, and that worked out really well for me. So. I might be wrong. That's true. I mean, and Aftermath was pure genius, though. I think that's probably the difference between this show and and Aftermath. Um, you didn't even need to know anything about Mash to watch Aftermath. You just let the laughs come. Oh, that Father Mulcahy. Was there ever a funnier TV character? Shenanigans. Who else was on that? Klinger? Mulcahy Potter. Potter, yeah. So all, I mean, except for Klinger, all the characters nobody really cared about. Um, okay, next. American Housewife. On ABC. A, oh, where's the premise? I don't see, oh, I don't see a premise. Yeah, Mixon. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, Kate Mixon, Katie Mixon. Sorry. Stars is Katie Otto. Oh, they she's one of those actresses who can't respond to any name but she's her own. Tony Danza, a, yeah. An unapologetic, unapologetic. Well, I guess most mothers are apologetic because they're not supposed to be mothers. Mother of three, raising her family in the wealthy town of Westport, Connecticut, that's full of quote perfect families. I would say there's no chance this would be good, but it has Dietrich Bader and he's always funny, so maybe it's good, but probably not. Nope, I'm gonna say a big fat suck it to but this Diedrich, one. Dietrich Bader is funny. I don't even know who Diedrich Bader is. He's got a funny name. I'll give We've it had this conversation before. He's from Veep. He's from Drew Carey's show. He's from Office. Oh. His, his face does not fit that name. He looks like he should be a Gary or something. Or a uh, Charles, you know. Or a, or a Edgar Winter or a Lou Reed. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't see it. I wish we knew if these were like uh, single camera or multi camera. I think, ah, yeah, that's true. Um, but it's probably single camera. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. With uh, I can't tell. Yeah, because I'm thinking, you know, Arrested Development, wealthy, blah blah, but maybe not. Yeah, but that is single camera. Oh, well, that's yeah. good then. Well, who's who's the writer? Sarah Dunn is the creator, and she's worked on Spin City. That was okay. Yeah. It um, was also twenty years ago. Bunheads, some dance movie. So yeah, I don't, I don't. There's nothing about this that says either way. She also worked on Murphy Brown. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is gonna be funny. I'm gonna say it's not, based on those two. Um, next, APB on Fox. I oh. looked at the 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 picture for it and the letters and i didn't like think about what the letters were and i thought it was just another version of america's home videos america's funniest home videos oh, i haven't even read the premise yet let me see tech billionaire gideon reeves jesus played takes, by kirk cameron justin kirk who's much better than kirk cameron uh takes over the chicago you know who Pol- justin kirk is yeah oh damn it. i mean he's no diedrich bader takes over the sh- Okay, tech billionaire Gideon Reeves takes over the Chicago Police Department to fix the rampant corruption and cover-ups. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like something that happens. I, I guess if you're a tech billionaire, you're just like, 
Well, I'll take over this police department. But yeah, this might be good. It's Fox. Sometimes they do good drama shows. But uh, I actually did not know who Justin Kirk was, and it's funny that he's in a drama because I'm used to him being in comedies. Yeah, he he was Weeds and Modern Family and yeah, um, I Love Lucy. Yeah. Uh, I no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that one's not gonna work. Also, it's a mid season, so it's even less chance it's gonna work. Next. The Blacklist, Redemption, starring Femke Jensen and Ryan Eggold. This spinoff of The Blacklist will follow Tom Keen as he teams up with Susan Scotty Hargrave, whom he discovered is his mother on the mothership. Scotty is the head of Gray Mathers, a covert mercenary task force that handles cases the government won't touch. Wait, what? He discovered is his mother on the mothership? Mothership is what they're calling the, the, the Blacklist, the original show. Oh, God. I was like, is this some sci-fi thing? <laughs> yeah. It's funny that they don't explain. They don't give any kind of context to that. If, if you didn't know, I guess it does say it's a spinoff of The Blacklist, but still, Mothership. But yeah, this is probably not good. Even, even though I really like Famke Jansen, I think she does a good job. I, I kind of like The Blacklist. It's not great, but it's it's okay. Uh, I just don't see how this show will be any good. Oh, no, it sounds really stupid. Um a covert mercenary task force that handles cases the government won't touch. Like, what won't the government touch? Really? Little boys. That's true. They leave that to the Catholics. Next up is Bull. Actually, that's not true, remembering who... Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's not even go into that. This is supposed to be a fun show. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. Cosby. Hey, Cosby's uh, going to trial. In your hometown, you gonna be there? It's not in my hometown. It's in a suburb. Yeah, you gonna be there? Yep. Juror number sixteen. Ooh, that's the prime juror spot because you know you have to wait for like uh, seven people to die before you gotta go there, or you know get paid off by Cosby's people. Um, no, this is an extra big juror because it's such a big case. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know they did 20, that. Twenty-five people in the jury. Oh, well, that'll be fun, man. You know, he'll 20 probably... Of us, 20 of us are white, 20 of us are black. I imagine he'll be doing... That's a good... I mean, that's fair. Um, I imagine he'll be doing bits up on the stand, you know? That's why I'm looking forward to it. I already have my... You know, I when you're in a jury, you have to have a card to put out to say uh, guilty or innocent. I already have mine written up. Because I've prejudged, as you're supposed to, when you're a member of a jury. That's, that's what they say. Uh... You are innocent until your card is written up. Um, next up, is it my turn or yours? Oh, it's your, no, it's mine, yeah. Bull on CBS, which already tells me it's going to suck. Um, all right, let me, let me find the goddamn premise of this. You know, they could break this down into, like, <laughs> yeah. like everything's all in one paragraph. Just put the fucking premise on a different line. Oh, my God, I can't wait till you read the premise. All right, let's see. NCIS alum, okay, already bad. Michael Weatherly stars as Dr. Phil on the series. What? Which will follow McGraw's early career as a trial consultant. McGraw will produce with his son, Jay. Oh, this is obviously going to be brilliant. (laughs) But somehow Steven Spielberg's involved. What? He's a producer. Oh, he is a producer. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. By which I mean Dr. Phil. How much ego do you have to have 
to have a show based on your fucking life, your your own early life, like even Oprah didn't do that. What I, what I like is he's basing it on the part of his life nobody nobody cares about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this will Tuesdays at nine p.m. This is probably replacing Limitless, which was had a pretty good science fiction concept, or maybe it's replacing Person of Interest, which had an awesome science fiction concept. So maybe I'm starting to agree with you that I don't like CBS since they got rid of the shows I like. Yeah, no, they're they're pretty terrible. Uh, wow, and if you look at the picture of this dude who's playing him, he's way too hunky to be Dr. Phil. I don't care how young Dr. Phil was supposed to be when this takes place. Uh, no, this doesn't work. Oh, I know that. I've seen episodes of that NCIS. I know who that guy is. He looks different with glasses, much like Superman. Yeah, nobody would guess that he's really Dr. Phil. Chicago Justice. The fourth series in Dick Wolf's lucrative Chicago franchise takes <laughs> viewers inside the Windy City's state attorney's office. The series was introduced as a backdoor pilot in an episode of Chicago PD in May. I've never watched Whoa. any of these shows to my knowledge. Yeah. Carl Weathers is in it. The great Rocky Balboa. Make soup out of this. Um, and someone named... Nazneen Contractor. That is a great name. Like, that that's an Ellis Island name where they're just like, uh, what do you want to do when you for a job when you enter the country? And they're like, all right, that's your last name. Um, yeah, I... See, Dick Wolf... Dick Wolf has... I have major problems with Dick Wolf. It's the same thing he always does. Like, Law & Order was great. And everything else was diminishing returns, and it seems like he's done this with his uh, I, I'm, Chicago I'm, franchise. I'm not convinced that any of the Chicago shows were great. Right, no, that's true. True. I meant diminishing returns all the way down, so by the time he got all to the, the Chicago way, shows, okay. yeah. I wonder if they're filmed in Chicago, because one of the things I liked about Law & Order, and even its, its uh, siblings, or would it be its sons and daughters... I don't know. I say second cousins once removed. What I liked about them is the most of the cast was from New York. So, like, if you went to a Broadway show, you'd say, "Oh, that guy was in Law and Order." Or even if you saw something like a some someone who was in a traveling show, it was like that guy was in Law and Order because they were all like New York based actors. And I thought that was pretty neat. But so I'm wondering if this is like filmed in Chicago, so it's Chicago based actors and actresses, which would be pretty cool. It's probably filmed in Atlanta. Oh. Or Hotlanta, as the cool kids call it. Isn't that the new? Isn't that the new uh, shooting spot? Or Marvel movies? Yeah, for everything. I, Toronto's out. You're done, Canada. Conviction. ABC. Former ne'er do well first daughter Hayes Morrison gets blackmailed into working for New York District Attorney Wayne Wallace's Conviction Integrity Unit. Where she has to turn over wrongful convictions. If there's one thing I know about district attorney's offices, they engage in blackmail like they're eating lunch. Well, I have nothing good to say about the premise, but Haley Atwell is so awesome that I will watch this show and it will be good. I don't Formerly know. Formerly Agent Carter. Oh, so Agent Carter's gone. Agent Carter is unfortunately gone, but Haley Atwell survives to be in conviction. Well, that's 
that's not quite a lateral move, I guess, but you know, at least she's working. I think it's actually an upward move because Agent Carter, while awesome, was only like a mid-season. I forget how many episodes, but it wasn't a full season show, and Conviction is a full season show. So if it it, it becomes a hit, she'll have 24 episodes getting paid for, not just a couple. Yeah, but, I, I was going to say it's ostensibly a full season show. Right, if it get, doesn't get canceled. Uh, Mondays at 10 p.m. Hey, wait, do you, watch, uh, do you watch just like regular TV, like network TV? They're all of a sudden, I don't know what the fuck's going on, ABC has decided to bring back every game show in existence. And they're doing, I don't know, it's like they're calling it Game Show Sundays or something. But they're bringing back the Pyramid, like Family Feud, Prime Really? Time, like all this shit in prime time. Yeah, it's really weird. And there's this show that we've been watching called 500 Questions, which is like Jeopardy, but with the nerd factor turned up by like 10 times, uh-huh. which is kind of fun. And also makes me feel pretty stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's weird that like now game. I guess they're so fucking cheap to produce. I saw that they had brought Prices Right on primetime, but they had done that. They've done that for years. Yeah, they've always but, done that. Yeah, but you know, they've brought a bunch of shows. On. Oh, this is uh, what channel? Because CBS is where Prices Right is. What channel were you saying? This is ABC. Yeah. So uh, I, they're tur- trying to turn it into a thing, I guess. Well, I would not mind that. I would prefer watch having if I were forced in a hotel room, I could only watch network television. And for some reason, there was nothing scripted on, and it was a choice between a game show and a reality show. Uh, Nine point five times out of ten, I'd take the game show. Yeah, same here, and which is good too because whenever I check into a hotel, they do force me to only watch network TV. Right. Uh, unless I want to pay more, like a fucking uh, for the wet bar. Bunch of bullshit. All right, next. Designated Survivor. Ah, oh, this is what Keith or Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland is doing. Sutherland stars as Tom Kirkman, a lower cabinet member who became pre- becomes president after a t- an attack on Washington kills everyone ahead of him in the line of succession. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be bad, but I'll probably watch it. Well, well has Kiefer Sutherland, Maggie Q, Cal Penn. Maggie Q? It, uh, nobody else's name seems familiar. Natasha McElone. I know I her. Oh, what is she from? Uh, Solaris, that movie. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, she She's from a ton of things. She was in, I think she was in Californication. Did you ever see that terrible, awful show David Duchovny was in? No. Oh, yeah. You'd recognize her face, I think, if you saw her, but... Um, yeah, this is going to be awful. What's with all the political show? And they're like... Not even fun political shows, they don't sound like, but... Oh, I think Scandal was a hit. Good Wife was, was a hit. Oh, true. You're mild right. Mild hit. So, yeah. Ooh, yep. Catherine... It's your turn, but Catherine Heigl is back on network television. Catherine Heigl. What Heigl, we've all been I... waiting for. Uh, doubt. Heigl stars as a defense attorney who falls for her client, who may or may not be guilty of a horrifying crime. Oh, this is one of these short-term shows. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's... Uh, Art imitating life. I think it's based on her real life, except she fell for her mother, who's just an awful person, not really a a criminal. It also has Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox from obviously from the great Laverne and Shirley. Oh, and Elliot Gould. Jesus. Dulay. I, I don't know how to say his name. Dul Hill. Is that the guy from West Wing and Psych? Dulay Hill. Uh. 
Sure. I'm looking it up, and it is. But he's yeah. pretty fun. I'm surprised. It seems like not the kind of show he'd be in because it seems kind of. Um, how do you say something that takes itself really seriously? Um, awful. Oh, it's also on CBS. So, you know, around here, the rents on Dulé Hill so fucking expensive now. That's gentrification for you. Like, I read an essay about San Francisco that was just like basically saying if you want to live there and you're not rich, forget it. San Francisco is not anything anymore. It's really not. I mean, it's a, it's a figment of your imagination. It used to be what you think it is. Now it's just overpriced and not worth living in. Go somewhere else. Yeah, it's all tech. <laughs> it's tech bros. It's you're paying thirty three hundred a month for a studio, cramped studio apartment, and uh, and what what brought this essay on was the fact that they are thinking about charging for grass space at Dolores Park or some park in San Francisco. Yes, it is Dolores Park. Yeah, I read that as well. Oh, you read the essay I'm talking about? Uh, just no, like, no, just the uh, thing about uh, Dolores Park. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's where it's going. That's where it's headed. Uh, San Francisco no longer an arts community, no longer, no longer super liberal. I actually got accosted the other day by a, uh, a Trump supporter, although this was in Oakland. Um, I was wearing a House Martin shirt, and he was like, oh, the House Martins. I, he, he was like, oh, the House Martins, that group from the 80s. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy will be cool. Obviously, like, a Marxist band. So I'm like, oh, he's yeah, I used to listen to them before I served 12 years in Afghanistan. And then he, <laughs> and he started going off on, uh, tr- yeah, people say these things about Trump, but I don't see him. You know, you all these, every dirty, scroungy, criminal uh, from all these other countries want to come here and just abuse us, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was like, yeah, well, I'm a Bernie supporter, but I did tell him I was in the military, so I think he gave me a break. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure he was uh, getting ready to punch me. Uh, I think that was his, why he approached me, uh, because I was wearing that shirt. Anyway, uh, it has nothing to do with anything, except that, you know, this area is becoming less and less liberal as the money Movie. Yeah, but I want to go back. This guy would have been existed before the money game in. He just sounds like a crazy person. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he was talking about how Bernie supporters like uh, would tell him because he was wearing some I don't know some kind of offensive right wing shirt, and he said somebody told him she hopes he gets hit by a car and blah blah blah. I don't know. After the past couple of weeks, I'm not I'm not big on Bernie supporters either. I'm not big on Bernie supporters. No. Uh, that Nevada debacle. Where yeah, they're... And Bernie's response to it was almost, no, it wasn't as bad as what the supporters did, but it was not a good one. It was not great, yeah. Not, it was not even good. It was terrible. Right, no, well, I was, yeah. Uh, yes, I know. Yeah. I emphasize how annoying that, it would have been so easy for him to say, yeah, we don't we don't want people to be, like, calling, and he, uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's it's move on. Because it's... at the start of all this, I was like, I really wish Bernie could win. I hope he wins. I, and now I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's getting ugly, and he's he's got great political ideas, and but he's not so great at the interpersonal shit, it seems, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. for some reason, he doesn't like black people. Well, no, it's the other way around. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Downward dog. Another mid-season replacement, Alison Tolman, who I don't know, Lucas Neff, Mo Collins. I think Mo Collins is somebody that's always on those VH1 things. Yeah, she is. Tolman is the human star, but the show is told from the point of view of her character, Nan's dog. 
So it's told from the point of view of a dog, um, which means it's what it's just going to be about food. The entire the entire show is going to be this dog thinking about food and licking his balls. Yeah, he's going to be seeing everybody as giant hamburgers, you know, like in the Warner Brothers cartoons. Uh, it's 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 a gimmicky premise. It's probably not going to work. It's a mid-season replacement, but the dog is cute. Yeah. They probably already replaced him with a non-cute dog. Yeah. A younger, a younger non-cute dog. All right. Uh, yeah. I, so far, nothing has grabbed my attention as a must watch. Oh, lots of things have grabbed my attention. I mean, as I a think... must watch, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think I re... Well, I'll probably watch Conviction. Haley Atwell's dreamy. Emerald City. All right. I feel like I probably know what this is about, but let me see. Premise. Oh, a dark, edgy reimagining of the Land of Oz book series. Yeah, that's what it needs. The fantasy series stars what Arjona. Oh, Adria Arjona is the star, I guess, as Dorothy Gale. And, oh, God, D'Onofrio plays Who I liked as Daredevil, but you didn't. I, I would have liked him as Daredevil. Unfortunately, he didn't play Daredevil. He played Kingpin. That is a great Daredevil. Um, built the costume out so well. What is wrong with him? I don't know. Like, it's weird to me that he keeps that he continues to act. But I guess it's like a Nicolas Cage <laughs> thing. Like, I think people like. What do you say? Are you, I mean, he was very. I thought he was very good playing the, the kingpin. But are you saying he shouldn't take roles? I mean, he needs money. Dude, he chews scenery uh, like it's uh, cotton candy. Well, as the old phrase goes, it worked as Kingpin. I feel like this is this is an idea that could work, but probably won't work. Nah, yeah, I I feel like it's an idea that they keep trying to make things dark, and I don't know that it ever works. Is it, what is that Emerald? Is there a Emerald City? Like, is that a, a, an actual name for a real city? Is there someone that some city that has that nickname? Um, yeah, Oz. No, I mean in in the real world. So do I. I guess I come from a different real world. I come from a real, real world se- season two. Oh, I'm season six. Yeah, there you go. Next. The Exorcist. wonder what this, this is about. horror remake follows two men who try to help the Rancis family case a demonic possession. Davis takes on the Ellen Burstyn role from the, from the film as family matriarch. Oh, Gina Holly- Davis. Holy shit. Yes, I was holding that because that's the only reason I would ever watch two seconds of this show because Gina Davis is the best person on television right? as as soon as this airs. I love Gina Davis. Along with so, yeah. Alana and Abby. Yeah, yeah. They are awesome too, but Gina Davis is old school. I know. Anyway, she's next level, yeah. And she's not in stuff often enough. So we'll see. Probably terrible. Fridays at 9. Yeah. I don't want to watch it, but I love Gina Davis. Her track record with TV is unfortunate. So she did that show where she was the president, Madam President, yes. I think it was called, and it had like huge good ratings at the start of the season. It was like the best show at the start of the season. I didn't. I think I watched one episode and it was okay, but then somehow it got canceled mid mid season. It got canceled because the ratings went down after the huge opening, and I thought that was so unfair. Yeah, it was like that. Uh, that. Whatever thirty on the sunset studio thirty on the sunset strip, whatever the fuck that show was called, remember that? Yeah, it yeah. had good ratings for like the first five minutes of the first episode, and then it just took a shit. Yeah, yeah, but that was like that. 
the difference between those two is that the the Madam President got good critical reviews. The, the thirty the thirty on the yeah, sunset no, that's got true. bad reviews. And the other thing is it was kind of ahead of its time because that came out and then a couple seasons later the Good Wife came out and then Madam Secretary and Scandal yeah. and all that well no, it was after West Wing, but still okay. The pol- political sh- shows with women as the person in power became really popular after that was gone, and it was kind of a little bit ahead. Anyway, I like Gina Davis, and I'll defend her to the end. Yeah, no, I think who doesn't love Gina Davis? There's practically no one I'd rather see on TV, but The Exorcist is maybe not no, that's the not vehicle where I that I want to see her in. <laughs> but I'll try it. Oh wow, frequency! I've actually seen commercials for this. Um. Not that they make any sense, but Mackay Pfeiffer's in it. Premise. A remake of the 2000 film starring Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. Oh, I forgot about that. It was okay. It had a kind of a bad ending, but it was a pretty good movie. The series will star List, oh, Peyton List, sorry, as, as a detective in 2016 who discovers that she can speak via a ham radio to her estranged father. You know, I tried using a ha- my ham as a radio many times. Never worked. That's because you eat it too quickly. It's true. It's hard to hear, hear from inside my stomach. You know what I say? You're a pig for pig. I, You know what? I'm putting that on my tombstone. Pizza. Uh, to her strange father who died in 1996 and was also a detective. They team up to solve a cold case with a butterfly effect on the present day. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll give it a shot. I, I can't see it. I, it's it's on the CW, so it's probably targeted towards uh, teens. Yeah, although and, you know we, we have Veronica Mars and uh, I Zombie on the CW and The Flash, which I know you really like. So I don't know. It could it could. Oh, work. I'm, I'm not I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying it's going to have a a specific tone that'll be different than than the the, the movie. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. That's why I'm that one. I will give a chance. I feel like. And this is interesting. We've gotten through the list, and it's in alphabetic order, and it wasn't listed. Uh, there's another show coming to the CW based on the Archie comics, and it sounds awful. Yeah, what a huge surprise that is! It's not the new Arch. The new Archie comics are good, so there's there is a way to make Archie in present day and have them be good. But in this iteration of Archie on TV, they have first of all they have Archie coming off of a relationship with Miss Mrs. Weatherby. Who, if you remember, and you might not, because you never read she them. She was an old hag, right? Yes, and, and so no, it, yes, in in the comic she was an old hag. In this new television show, she is young and hot to trot. Uh, I don't know what that means, but she's young. It means and she has diarrhea. It's still kind of gross that you have, are starting a show where there's statutory rape going on. So anyway, uh, next, I guess, the good place. Wait, so you say the Archie comics are good now? Yeah, they're they're. I've recommended them on previous episodes. They rebooted them with new writers, like comic writers who've done good. Like the writer of Irredeemable is doing Archie, and the writer for uh, what's the name of the Howard the Duck is doing Jughead. And they're funny. They're they're kind of like is Jughead's all about getting Archie's runoff pee. Runoff pee. Jughead's asexual, so no. Oh. But, I really didn't realize that hat. That's what does it. Kind of offended that you used the term runoff P. Well, I didn't want to say the whole word. Just say urine. The good place. 
Yay! I think this is the first one I am reading on this list that I'm super excited for. Only Aside because from, of one reason, I know. There's, but there's two reasons actually. Okay. When Eleanor, Kristen Bell, realizes she's not a very good person, she gets a chance to start anew with the help of Michael, Ted Danson, in the afterlife. So the premise sounds terrible, but Kristen Bell's in it, and it's produced by Mike Schur, who is from, oh yes, Mike Schur, Parks and Rec, of course. Parks and Rec, and also Nine Nine. So yeah, so this has good pedigree. <laughs> Kristen Bell is awesome. Ted Danson kind of gives me a pause, but maybe he's going to be funny in it. Well, wait, Ted Danson. I have no problem with Ted Danson. Yeah. Okay. He's done good stuff. He was in like that Bored to Death. I mean, I didn't really love that show, but he was good in it. He was in Damages. He's done some. Cool, I mean. You have to overlook Becker, of course. But. That's what I instantly think of. But he was okay. So he was in Thin Red Line too. He was good in that. Okay, good place. I'm excited about it. I love Kristen Bell, and that's all that matters. I know she's in a, another movie coming out this year that looks like another terrible, terrible thing. But I hope it's good. Like that, she, that Melissa McCarthy one she was just in. Yeah. Yeah, she has another one coming out where she plays a mom who wants to have parties. Here's what I say. There's in this day and age. There's nothing wrong with being a TV actress or actor. No, none at all. Like, fuck movies. Some people, like, she is not a big enough name, I feel like, to carry a movie or to get the best scripts. Right. And she should be bigger, but she's not. So that's the way it goes. Yeah, so stick with Oh, she easily carried the Veronica Mars movie, but that's kind of niche. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I like about this, her being in this, is I don't think that I can think of she has, oh, I guess the movies, but she hasn't had a chance to, to be in good comedies. I don't know. Melissa McCarthy might have been a good comedy, but this is almost certainly going to be a good comedy if Michael Schur keeps up with what he's done in the past. Yes. No, I agree. And I mean, it kind of sounds like Dead Like Me, the premise, but I will, no, I will definitely watch this and I hope for good things for it. Yes. So this is, I would say, the, the, the one with the highest ceiling that we've read on this list so far. Yeah. Man, we got to start burning through this. We're only on the G's. Oh, do you want to take a break? Christ. No, no. Let's uh let's go a little more. Okay. The Great Indoors. Oh, uh Joel McHale, Stephen Fry. Wow. Um premise, an adventure reporter, I don't know what that is, McHale, must adapt to his new job managing millennials in the digital department of a magazine. So uh, premise is terrible, but Joel McCall, McHale is funny, so I think maybe it'll be good. Good work. Yeah, I was going to say this is like uh this is all premise, but and it's on CBS, and they have a track oh. record of badness. But we'll see. I didn't see that. Yep. Let's see. We'll give it up to Joel McHale. He's he is funny. So, all right. Next. Great news. Bre- starring Briga Hielsen, Andrea Martin, and lots of other people. It is oh, it's produced by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. A news producer can't escape her mom, who decides to intern at her TV station. Oh boy. Yeah, Ugh, that talk. I thought that last one was all premise. Oh, it has John Michael Higgins in it too. So it looks like John Michael Higgins plays like the, the anchor. And Horatio Sands. Oh, I like him. Oh. He was <laughs> terrible like, on Saturday Night Live, and then he's just like everybody. He's great after Saturday Night Live. He's he is terrific on Comedy Bang Bang. He is always yeah. Um, Although sometimes I get confused. And I think it's Horatio Sands, but it's not. The guy who plays Farvel is not Horatio Sands. But no, no. <laughs> yeah, he's in the other. Oh, God. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if you listened to the last episode. It was hilarious. It was. Yeah. Um, all right. Imaginary Mary. Uh, let's just go to the L's or the M's. Uh, make it kind of halfway through the alphabet anyway. Um, Imaginary Mary on ABC. Oh, this is a mid-season. Jenna Elfman, who I 
do not care for? Uh, is it about Scientology? Let's see. After meeting the love of her life and his three kids, a woman, Elfman, suddenly starts interacting with her childhood imaginary friend. Oh, God. But, Voiced by Rachel Dratch. Yeah, who's funny. And the the little uh, the little character, imaginary character, looks cute in the picture. But I've got to say no. This, and it's well, a, I, Jenna Elfman, you're no Phoebe Cates. Next. Exactly. I was I was just gonna say next. Kevin can wait. Oh, uh, the King of Queens stars returns to CBS. This time, playing a retired cop who realizes that life at home is tougher than anything he faced on the street. So Kevin James, I do not care for and the premise sounds stupid but aaron hayes is so funny so i, I love aaron hayes that, yeah and um, i don't think it will be and it's another yeah cbs but, sitcom it's probably multi-camera so yeah i well king of queens as we've often said is replacement level sitcom yes no it works and this could be that level um right it doesn't have jerry stiller one strike against it, it does have aaron hayes one strike for it so yeah who knows who knows? Kevin James, by most accounts that I've read, a total asshole. Uh, really? In I real life, that. yeah. Sucks. Okay, this next one. The star bothers me, I have to say, before I even read about it. Um, but, let's see. Okay, Lethal Weapon. Oh, I didn't even look at the title. I was just... Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. A remake of the beloved film franchise. I think you're using that word a little liberally there. Uh, no, it's a franchise. I guess that's true. Four four films equals a franchise. Yeah. Uh, Damon Wayans is your new Roger Murtaugh of the LAPD, and let's Crawford. Stop. Let's make one thing clear: Damon Wayans Senior, not the funny yes. one. Yes. No. No. The uh, the terrible uh, misogynist one. Um, Wayans is your new Roger Murtaugh of the LAPD, and Crawford, who is Clayne Crawford. I don't know who that is. Um, his parents must have been having a stroke when they named him. Clain is your new Martin Riggs, a former Navy SEAL who moved to Texas from from Texas to L.A. after losing his blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, Lethal Weapon next. Uh, yeah, oh, what is interesting is the star of Lethal Weapon is the uh, Murtaugh character. And in the movies, I, I would say that Mel Gibson was the star. Oh, for sure. So it's is. I wonder if it's going to be a sitcom. <laughs> I guess it's not. MacGyver! What? And it's still reproduced by Henry Winkler, which makes me happy. Till plays the titular problem solver in this reboot, which follows 20-something MacGyver as he starts a clandestine organization to prevent prevent disasters from happening. I will give it a try. I don't know that we even needed to read the premise for MacGyver, but I didn't know Henry Winkler was a producer. Yeah, for the original MacGyver. Original on ABC, this one on CBS. That's interesting. So, yeah, they're... They're doing reboots of old shit a lot. We, we just had two in a row. Yeah. Lethal Weapon and MacGyver. I know of at least one more. Um, but at this point, since we're at the M's, why don't we take a quick break? And okay. we'll be right back to talk about more of these horrible, horrible shows. And some good ones. Back in a minute. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great hallucinations. 
I just want to say I loved the original MacGyver when I was a kid, so I might watch this MacGyver just to see what it's like. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I was too old for it. Yeah, uh, probably. I think I was right smack at the right age. Yeah, I think to me it was just goofy, you know, by the time it came out when at my age. But uh, next, we have Making History on Fox, which you said during the break sounds interesting. So let's see. Oh, Adam Pally is in it. Premise. Pally... Meester, oh, I guess I gotta say all their names. Adam Pally, Leighton Meester, and Yasir Lester. I Pally... think it's Leister. I think it's Meester and Leister. Pally, Meester, and Leister. Ah, oh, that would have been smart. Pally, Meester, and Leister play three friends who travel through time while trying to get through their everyday lives in the present. Well, that's not, that doesn't give me enough. It doesn't give me enough. Why are they traveling through time? What are they doing while they're traveling through time? I mean, if you're trying to get through your everyday life in the present, we all know about that. But you add time travel in there. Whoa! That's a curveball. If ever I've seen one, and I have here, not. Here is what I like about the show. Adam Pally's funny. Phil Lord, Chris Miller do funny things. And that's it. Well, and, th- and and I love time travel. So, yeah. Time travel's always it. good. And it's a... Very it's a rarely sick, well done, but yes. always come on Fox, and sometimes they work out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I, wanted to say i think sitcoms fox has the best the highest quality uh when they get it right yes oh i don't know about nbc has pretty good quality when they get it right too they just don't get it right that often yeah i mean seinfeld was good but i don't know anything since parks um, and rec oh that's true the office for a few seasons uh and that's enough parks and rec is just enough because that's awesome we all know that you're in love with parks and rec You'd love to marry it. I have. Let's move along. Man with a Plan. Matt LeBlanc stars as a contractor who became becomes a stay-at-home dad when his wife returns to work and discovers that his kids are the worst. I would like it if this show was not like – it wasn't funny that his kids were the worst. His kids are actually the worst. Yeah, they're actually just horrible, like, demons. Yeah. <laughs> Not that far. Just terrible, terrible children, but in a funny way. Have you watched any of Is I don't know if it's on Hulu. Have you watched any of the detour? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's the uh, guy from the Daily Show, Samantha Bee's husband's show. Oh, right. You told me about it. No, I have not. Oh, man. The, the kids on that show are really well done. They're kind of snarky in, in a, a relatable, realistic way. So, But this is on CBS, so I feel like the kids no, are going to be too lovable. Like, they're yeah, not, you know... It's going to be a terrible show. And I did watch an episode of Episodes. Was that the name of Matt LeBlanc's like Showtime's show? I thought Episodes was the... Oh, you're right. Ricky Gervais. Whatever yeah, I... Matt LeBlanc's show was on Showtime, because I heard great re- ratings. good things, it was not good. Oh, I, At least I, the episode I, I, I saw. Great, it had great critical... It had great I know. Reviews. That's, well, that's why I watched it, but yeah. It was called uh, Joey. Yes, Joey. With uh, the chick from The Sopranos. Um, all right. Next, oh, episodes. It... No, episodes was his show. What was a Ricky Gervais show? No, that was episodes, wasn't it? Oh, extras. That was his. Extras, yeah. yeah. Okay. Marlon, Starling, Starling, another Wayans, Marlon Wayans, and uh, based on Wayans' life, the sitcom stars a comedian as an internet celebrity who's trying to co-parent with his ex-wife. 
next. Yeah. Yeah. The Mick. Yay. Oh, Caitlin Olsen. What? Wait, she's still doing uh It's Always Sunny though, right? Yeah, but that that show doesn't take up that much time. I guess that's true. They they film it really fast. Um Okay, premise. Olsen plays Mackenzie the Mick Murphy, an irresponsible hustler. Wait, what? Olsen play Okay, this is how it's written. Olsen plays Mackenzie the Mick Murphy, an irresponsible hustler, has to raise her bratty... They left out a word. Who? Yeah. Has to raise her bratty, rich nieces and nephews after her sister and brother-in-law flee the country to avoid federal charges. This is on Fox. This, I think, will work more than... This is the... going to be the, the grinder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this will work more than the terrible children on uh, Joey's show. Oh, yeah, this is going to be funny. I'm going to like this show. I think so. And it will probably, like the grinder, get canceled. Mm. R.I.P. But it, I don't recognize the names of the other cast, but I, I do recognize Caitlin Olsen's name, and that's all it takes. Yep. I'm I'm on board. So that's two I'm excited. Wait, no, I will like, I think Making History could work. Yeah, Making History, The Mick, and uh, what's the Kristen Bell the show? Kristen called? Bell, yeah. The Good Place. Those are the three that are exciting. So far. Uh, Midnight Texas, another mid-season show. Based on the book trilogy by True Blood author Charlene Harris, the the drama is set in a titular town. So it's like a porn town? Yep. Which is populated with vampires, witches, werewolves, psychics, and hitmen who band together against outsiders. Yeah, you're about five years too late on this, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recognize the cast, so I don't have anything to say about it, good or bad. Just probably bad. Yeah, you don't recognize Francois Arnold? Nope. What's he from? Or she? Um, oh, it's a he. There's no e at the end. Uh, he is from, if I'm not mistaken, uh, wait, uh, Rashomon. No tomorrow. More people I don't recognize. Premise: Based on a Brazilian format. What what does that mean? A Brazilian format? Okay. The comedy focuses on procurement manager on a procure. No, it says focuses on procurement manager who falls for a man who lives every day like it's his last. Oh, YOLO. Together, they try to fulfill every item on their bucket list. Oh, this is, this is much different than I wow. thought. Wow. I saw a commercial for this show and I didn't realize it was the same one. And in the commercial, I thought it was like this guy really thought the world was ending. And they were just doing whatever the hell they wanted. But it, this is making it sound like it's, he's just like a happy-go-lucky guy. It makes more sense if he thinks the world's ending because who cares if you use up all your money? Notorious, unless you want to keep talking about this. No, I mean, maybe he's pro- – I mean, it sounds like he's probably in a manic phase. Um, so it's kind of depressing, really. Anyway, go ahead. Notorious, ABC, Piper Prabo. Inspired by the lives of criminal defense attorney Mark Garagas and cable news producer Wendy Walker, this drama – examines the 24-hour news cycle and the relationship between the media and criminal law. Next. Yeah. Pitch on Fox. Um, star, stars Kyle Bunbury. Mark Paul Gosselaire. Gossel, Gossamer. Ali Larder from Heroes. Mark Consuelos. I think he's married to... Uh, what's her name? And, uh, oh, Bob Balaban. Jesus Ooh. Christ, how many people are in this? Balaban must be playing a baseball executive who does not want her to play. Ginny Baker, who is Bunbury, 
defies the odds to become the first woman to play in the MLB when she joins the San Diego Padres as its pitcher. <sighs> you know I'm not down with the sports anyway. Um, and this just sounds like a gimmicky drama that's going to like hit all the notes you would think it would hit. I'm going to, I mean, I'll watch it of course for the, for the podcast, but nope. Your take, you're a yeah. baseball fan. So it probably won't. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It doesn't, I, I don't, I don't think the sport has much to do with the show. It's more of a social show. It's just, this is somewhere else that women should be able to break into. And I don't have a problem with that. I just don't know how good it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it either. If there's any professional sport, women should be allowed to play with men. I would think it's baseball. Like, yeah, if they're lazy fucking sport that is. Well, let's go on to the next one. It doesn't seem lazy. to me. powerless stars, Vanessa Hudgens, Alan Tudyk. Yay. Danny Pudi. Yay. This DC comics, Workplace comedy focuses on insurance adjusters who look out for the regular people who have to cover the damages caused by superheroes. Might oh, be fun. Great I, cast. So I, I am. I'm kind of. That sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, the idea of an insurance company for superheroes was originally looked at in Marvel comics. <laughs> DC's doing the first to get to a sitcom, which is. I have no problem with it. They have a great cast. Fuck. Alan Tudyk and Danny Putty, man. Yeah, I don't know who Vanessa had. She was like one of those Disney uh, Channel kid stars who I think is like somewhat respectable now. Well, that's good. I I find that those Disney Channel kids are actually pretty funny. I mean, Miley Cyrus, not so much, but other ones. Some of them can be, yeah. So, yeah, so that is not necessarily a bad thing. So, yeah, I am excited about this show. This is going to go on a list of shows. And unfortunately, all the shows that I've been and you have been excited about have been sitcoms so far. Yeah, well, I, I that's kind of the way I am in real life, too. Like, there are very few dramas. No, that's not true. There are good dramas, but not on network, usually. Um, yeah, that's true. Vanessa Hudgens, if I'm not mistaken, because I tend to get these, like, young stars mixed up, I think she played Rizzo on that live Grease. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure she did. So I didn't watch that. Did you watch it? Uh, I watched like two minutes of it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, That's all it took. Wait, Prison Break. Didn't they already do this? This a, is a, a show reboot. that already existed. They're bringing it back, I guess. Yeah, it's a reboot, it says. I don't know if it's the same it, stars or not. It is. Wentworth, Wentworth Miller was in the original. Okay. Uh, a reboot of the original show. The event. No, it's not a reboot. Okay, go ahead. Well, this is TV Guide. They can't even get their fucking articles and clauses right. Well, it's so. irritating when people misuse the term reboot. They... I, well, I know. I, anyway, listen, go ahead. Let's, let's all calm down. Uh, a reboot of the original show. The event series picks... The event series? Yeah, that's, you know, like 24 was an event oh, series. Oh, so it's only part. like a few episodes? Okay, the event series picks up after Michael's apparent death in the 2009 finale. I guess apparent death now, huh? When clues surfaced that Michael might actually be alive. Well, since you gave out who the stars are, I think we can safely say how that it ends up. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? Actually, I don't even know that I will watch this for the podcast because I never watched the original series, and I feel like... It's a mid-season it's show. It's a mid-season, so, so I don't have to. Okay, great. Next. Pure Genius. A Silicon Valley millionaire, Augustus Prue, taps a veteran surgeon with a controversial past, Dermot Mulrooney, to read a hosp- to head a hospital that will employ groundbreaking but potentially risky new procedures. God. Yeah. Uh, Riverdale. 
Oh, this is the Archie show. Oh, right. there you go. That's why it wasn't under. It wasn't called Archie. Archie. Yeah. yeah. But why do they show a picture of Luke Perry and he? Oh, he is listed in. The, sorry, I didn't see that. Um, based on the Archie comics characters, the series finds Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and Josie. Josie. Josie and the Pussycats. That was straight out of Archie. I thought it was just like the same uh, artists and shit. But okay. I, I think it started. I don't know. Trying to navigate life in their small town, which is not as wholesome as it seems. So they're doing like a dark reboot of. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind it so much. I just, I just find the the whole relationship with Weatherby less yeah distasteful, dramatic, more distasteful. They they have another subplot where Betty is addicted to Adderall, which is I find less weird. No, that's more. The, I mean, that's more in keeping with you know modern modern life and and kids, but. Right, I just find that relationship between the high school teacher and student less something that would be a dramatic, like, soap opera thing and more something that's kind of terrible. Yeah, well, and also, it's Archie. I think that's what, that's where, like, the disconnect is. Like, at another show, if they were doing it as, like, a premise, it could work. I think that actually was a premise on Dawson's Creek. I never watched that, but I don't understand it was. Did you watch it? I don't want to wait. I when I worked this uh, graveyard shift, I would come home in the morning and Dawson's Creek was like the only show on, and I would fall asleep to it. Um, oh, and somewhere I read that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and uh, it was the most brilliant show ever filmed. The end. Damn it! I should have watched it. I I also read that. Oh, Luke Perry's playing Archie's dad. Uh, that and there's like some clips of the show being shown that Jughead tries to kiss Archie. So they're going, they're going all over the place. Going all out with it. And Luke Perry looks like he looked on 90210 when he was already like 40. So I don't know why he can't just play one of the kids. But Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, it's unfortunate because I was kind of not excited, but I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty neat. I'll watch this. But reading about it, I'm just like, this is stupid. I don't want to watch this. Oh, yeah. Why do they? Yeah. Keep... I don't mind change. I just mind change that just totally messes with the character well exactly it's core because you can change a, a character without changing its core like pieces and, and yeah so the spirit of it if exactly. you're gonna do it yeah so, all right anyway next shots fired the event series will examine an a- the aftermath of racially charged police shootings in a tennessee town sane lathan stars in an, as an investigator who works alongside a special prosecutor Sent to the town by the Department of Justice. Helen Hunt is in this show. Richard Dreyfus is in this show. It's on Fox. And we, it's mid-season event, so we probably won't watch it. So next, this sounds good. Son of Zorn. Really, the title doesn't. But let me read the premise. Oh, Jason Sudeikis in it. Cheryl Hines. Another, Tim Lord Meadows. Christ- it's yep. an, it's another what? Phil Lord Chris Miller involved. Wait, who are they? Sorry, I don't know who Lego they are. Movie. They did the Lego movie. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right, uh, I know. Okay, yes, I know who they are. Um, I've heard interviews with them, yeah. They okay. sound pretty good. I did not care for uh, 21 Jump Street, but uh, I like the Lego movie a lot, so. Yeah, I didn't watch 21 Jump Street, so. Um, the live-action animated hybrid comedy features Sudeikis as the voice of the animated title character. Oh, Zorn. Okay, so it's. Okay, good. Because when I heard Son of Zorn, I was thinking they were taking it seriously. But Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> As the animated title character who returns to Earth for the first time in 10 years from the land of Zephyria and tries to reconnect with his human son, Alan, 
Johnny Pemberton, don't know who that is, and ex-wife Edie, Cheryl Hines. Okay, I'm I'm in. Fox. Johnny Pemberton. Uh, let's. Oh, I think he was in. Is he the guy? guy? Uh, no, he, he kind of looks like him, but no, he was in Twenty One Jump Street, but and nothing else that I know. Nobody listening is interested anyway. Um, I'll watch that. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Who's Who's Cheryl Hines? That sounds. Is she the woman? He's Larry David's wife on. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, speechless. Mini Driver. Driver stars as Maya DeMeo, a mother of three, one of whom is a special needs child. So this is a comedy. I and guess so. Part but... of the comedy, you need to mention that one of the children is special needs, not only special needs, but in a wheelchair and has some kind of thing that helps them talk. So, yeah, speechless. I am speechless. Next. Yeah. Uh, star on Fox. Oh, starring Queen Latifah, Benjamin Bratt. Okay, so they I haven't read the premise yet. I'm guessing they're trying to cash in on Empire and do something similar. Let's see. The drama, which is not an Empire spinoff, <laughs> follows three young singers as they try to make it in the make it big in the cutthroat world of the music business. So, yeah, it is another Empire thing. Okay. Still Starcrossed. Wade Briggs, Anthony Head. Based on Melinda Taub's book, the Chandeline drama follows the Montagues and the Capulets after Romeo and Juliet met their tragic fates. See, you can't just, like, everybody is taking, like, oh, let's go to this world and, like, do the exact opposite of what the real story was about. Like, these characters, who cares, right? Wait, they're not doing anything opposite. They're just seeing what happened after Romeo and Juliet died. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, like, it's kind of like Wicked. Let's take it from another angle. Or Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, you know? Like, I don't know. This That kind of thing is doesn't interest me so much. Uh, I, sometimes I like it. I don't know if this is going to be any good, though. I do yeah. like to see Anthony Head on TV. I don't know who Anthony Head is. He's from Buffy. Also, he's from Chess the Musical. Chess the Musical? Did not see? Is that... Okay. Isn't that... That's, that's something... Some famous song came from that that you know really well, and I can't remember what it is, so I thought you'd know what I was talking about. Oh, fuck the police. Nope. Take, I'm going to look it up. Taken. I can't believe this. This is... Well, it's it's Taken. Oh, it's a prequel, though, to the movie franchise. It's a prequel? Oh, so this is what he was doing before he had a daughter that got kidnapped all the time. Yeah, I guess we learned his certain set of skills. He's It's a young version of Liam Neeson's ass-kicking CIA agent, Brian Mills. Okay, next. This Is Us, starring Mandy Moore and Milo Vidlulu, also from Heroes. This ensemble dramedy follows a group of people who share the same birthday and whose live in, lives intersect in various ways. Next. Time After Time, based on the novel and movie, I, I had wondered, Chris Reeves' movie. The, fan, the fantasy cat and mouse game features H.G. Wells, who's transported to present-day Manhattan to capture Jack the Ripper. There's just altogether too much of this shit. I love time travel stories when they're done well. Probably not done well, but I'll still well, I'll watch it because we'll – no, it's a mid-season show. I'll still watch it to see if it's any good. There's there's a reason Time After Time is not a classic time travel movie. One Night in Bangkok. Oh, one – oh, that – yes. Okay. Yes. Murray, Murray Head. Murray Head. Yeah. Is uh, Anthony Head's brother. Oh, holy shit. That is bizarre. It's probably not true either. Next. Timeless. 
a trio is tasked with traveling through time to catch a criminal who stole a time machine that could catastrophically alter history. Time travel, I like it. And yet, I I have my reservations about this. I don't know. It it could work. It probably won't. We'll see. Goran is in it. He's uh, handsome. I don't know though. He's it's uh twenty years on from uh, ER. Silver Fox. Uh yeah. Time travels all over the place this this coming yeah, season too. Yeah, good for someone like me who likes time travel. And you like it in real life, like you like time traveling. Oh yes. All the time. And yet you always just go to like June sixth, nineteen ninety one. I don't it's so weird. No, no. I just go I I don't know where you got that idea. I've never I've never gone back. I just travel to the next day and see, oh, raining and I come back to here, get the umbrella and I'm ready. Oh, and you and then you like email the weatherman of your local news and you're like, You're you idiot. You got it wrong. Sometimes I give tips, but they're always the wrong tips, so they stop listening to me. Well, you kind of shot yourself in the foot with that. All right. Next, do we need to read this one? I mean, yes. Okay. It's your turn. Oh, I thought I did. Oh, you're right. Training Day. Oh, I wonder what this is about. Based on the 2001 movie starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Why why do we need to know that? The reboot. There you go again. The reboot picks up 15 years later and revolves around a young, idealistic LAPD officer who is partnered with a more morally questionable detective. So, uh, Bill Paxton. So, is that Bill Pullman? Uh, it says Paxton, but I think they yeah. probably mean Pullman. Yeah, looking at the picture, it looks like Bill Pullman. Yeah. It's not a re- reboot, actually. But go ahead. So it's it's like the same premise, but different characters. All right. Uh, what do we got What's next? Different actors. Trial and error. Uh, I might be excited about this one. The comedy finds New York lawyer... Josh, played by Nicholas DeGosto, traveling to a southern town to defend a quirky professor, John Lithgow, who's accused of murdering his wife. Wow. Uh, that's a comedy. Yeah. And it's got... Wait, no, maybe I made that up. Oh, no, it's a comedy. Oh, it says the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last one. Which is weird, because I know Uncle Buck is a new series coming out. But yeah, but it's coming out... Oh, pres- mid-season? Okay. Yeah, it's coming out, like, in a couple weeks. Or it's already out. I don't know. It's It's soon. It looks not good, Uncle Buck, I have to say. But I liked the movie. All right. But that was the great John Candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks not good. I agree. Um, yeah, tr- this... Okay, trial and error. It's the kind of thing that you have to have really good writers to pull off, I think, this one. So I guess we'll see. Who's involved? I, I know. I only see producers. Those names. Neither. Well, producers, for what this list is, like the show creators... Let me let me look it up just to see. If oh God, any... it's got Sherry Shepard though. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, well, she's... she was in Thirty Rock, so I okay, I'll give her props for that. Uh, trial and error. Director Jeffrey Blitz, Jeff Astroff. Jeff Astroff has previously written The New Adventures of Old Christine, oh. The Wild Thornberries, Friends, and Grounded for Life. All right, so it's going to be mediocre, I have Matthew a feeling. Matthew Miller is known for forever. Chuck Chuck was pretty good. And Las Vegas, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Matthew Miller wrote writes on another show coming out this year called Lethal Weapon. All right, so this, this might not work out. Uh, well, so there's a few we're excited about. 
Yeah, a, a few comedies. And uh, I'm very excited. I think of everything, I'm most excited about the Kristen Bell show. Although I think that's the one that could, could work be the worst. Least. Yeah. yeah. I think the one that's almost a guaranteed, I think one of them's a guaranteed hit, like a good show. Let me see. No, none of them's a guarantee. No, there's never any guarantees. Oh, Powerless. I think that's that's going to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to be bad, and I don't think it's going to be great. I just think it's going to be pretty good. I think for comedies, Son of Zorn is closest you'll get to a guarantee. Uh, I'll, I'll say Powerless, because some, sometimes when they mix, well, no. Yeah, th- both of those I, I agree with. Right, yeah, Danny... Danny Putty, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what he's like when he's not playing a, a, a bed. A bed. When he's not playing a, a bed, yeah. Yeah, he's so comfortable looking. I know, it really worked. He puts me right to sleep. Time for recommendations, actions, 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 actions. And now I have to think of something, so do you have anything? Yes, a new show started last week called Preacher. Uh, very, very good. I don't remember the comic book that well, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say the, book is, uh, the TV show is better. Really, we watched the first episode, and it was really difficult to tell what was going on. Like, none of it related to the comic book as I remembered it, but I also oh. have a very foggy memory of it. So oh, I, That's what I mean. I don't remember the book at all, but I didn't have trouble following what was going on. I thought it was well done. I thought that uh, the acting was really good, too. Oh, it was, yeah. It, it was well done. I just I'm, I can't figure out where the story is going. There's a lot of setup. Oh, where it's going to go. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. fine with that. I like stories that start off that way, that you don't know where it's going to go, and they're more likely to surprise you with interesting twists. So I liked it. All right. Uh, you know, what am I going to recommend? I'm trying to think. Uh, I've been listening to lately. Um, it's going to have to be music because I haven't seen anything exciting. Um, yeah, fuck it. Uh 80s band, everybody knows. Psychedelic Fur has been listening to them. A lot of good stuff there. I saw them live. I did too, back in the 80s. I saw them live in uh, probably 98 or 99. Were they any good then? Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can't go wrong with the Psych Furs. Kind of a kind of a dated uh, recommendation, but... You know, there you go. If anything, There's plenty of people who listen to this show who have never listened to Psychedelic Furs. We have a lot of millennial fans. That is true. Because millennials love nothing more than listening to two uh, Gen Xers uh, talk about shit they don't understand. And making references to uh, the glory days of Bob Hope and Fred Astaire. Never liked Fred Astaire. Bob Hope is a personal idol of mine. I have him. Uh, he's in my little list. I don't know. Like, I used to like Bob Hope until uh, I found out he started Vietnam just so he could get gigs. Well, you, you got to do what you got to do. I guess. It is show business. Cutthroat world. Uh, I never liked Bob Hope. He had that. He wrote a book where he, like, it was his autobiography and he talked about how he ran through writers and that just made me dislike him. How he did it's what like, to writers? He would just run through so many of them because he so insisted on getting so many jokes. So he's comparing himself to Jack Benny. Jack Benny had the same writers for 25, 30 years. And he's like, I get new writers every week. Oh, he, Bob Hope just seemed really full of himself. And and he was not good. Because um, he was still performing like when we were growing up. Like you'd see him on The Tonight Show and whatever. Yeah, well, you're going to call that perform? Uh, yeah, I guess. Just... He was more like Andy Rooney at that point. He's just talking in a whiny voice. Um, so there you go, millennials. There's your 
there's your awesome reference of the day. We need to have a new segment on our show called the Millennial Moment, where we teach millennials something. That's true. That is a good idea. Well, we just did it. Yeah, this that week. was this week's Millennial Moment. And then you're going to make some music for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some, some. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you millennials are listening to. They like EMD. Okay, do some trap shit. All right. Um, okay. Write to us, all you millennials and other generations who listen to us. I bet we have some Generation X people and some baby boomers and some uh, the lost generation and maybe some of those uh, Jesus followers from the 1300s listening to us. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. In the subject heading, put Generation! Exclamation point. Uh, like us on Facebook, rate us highly on iTunes, and write a review. But most importantly, even if the review is you suck, but if you give us five stars, no problem there. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Don't do that you suck thing because maybe somebody will read it and think we really suck. Or In a good way. Their head will explode from seeing the five stars and the you suck. <clears throat> they won't be able to process it. Hey, I'm losing my voice. Processing. Right on air. Processing. Um, all right. Well, we don't know what we're doing next. Processing? I'm going to guess probably some sitcoms. Are you pro- fully processed? Oh, I guess not. Um, so until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.